Hi. Hello. Welcome to the show. This is James and Dave for Static. Our uh, intro, as always, is Tom Tom Dirty Dozen. Go check him out. He's a great artist from Brisbane. Dirty Dozen. Filthy. Beautiful. <laughs> All the things you want. James and Dave, flying blind this episode. We're just going to go for it. We're, we've had a bit of a research. Nothing interesting is happening. It's all the same headlines. Well, I always think about good stories to talk about when I'm away from the microphone. Yeah. Like you're in the car and you can't touch your phone to like write a note or something to remind <laughs> yourself. So I, I you get to your destination and it's completely gone. You'll never <laughs> remember that idea ever again. I'm so certain that I've reached enlightenment and then forgotten it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I feel like I've had some absolute like awakening moments and then I've just haven't written them down and forgotten. Okay. Like I might remember again, but I feel like it's just so easy. I'm trying to think of an example, but I've forgotten them. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you like, an example. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, okay. Here's one. Here's one. So I think humans are horrible at gauging time. And I always like to remind myself of that. Because you know when you have like conversations with people and it's always, oh, the year's gone by so quickly and oh I'm I'm thirty years old and, and I you know, time's gone so quickly. It's like I don't think it has. I think the first ten years of your life would have been like grueling if you had to relive them and learn everything again. So I always try and remember that humans are horrible at gauging time. That's fair. I, I definitely see the argument for that. And I remember Maybe it was you telling me this about time feels like it's going faster because it's becoming less of a percentage of your total life. Yes, so definitely. your first 10 years from 0 to 10, well, that's that's your whole life but right there. I, I, but 10 to 20, it's the same physical yeah. amount of time, but it's, you know... That does make sense. Like, I, I reckon you can logic your way through that argument. It's pretty solid. But at the same time, I think it's more to do with the older you get, the more your brain goes on autopilot. And, and like, so much of your behaviors are just habit. Yeah. And so, like your brain's like, well, this is traffic again. I'm going to forget this because I'm not <laughs> using, you know, using storage for this. This is useless. Just think of how much of our lives we're forgetting. Oh, so much. It's kind of insane when you think about it like that. It used to freak me out. Really? Because I'd be like, well, what's the point if you're going to forget it? <laughs> but then that's, <laughs> that's kind so of nihilistic. That, but that's kind of beautiful too. Like that makes it exclusive because you're like, oh, this is a one time only offer. Call now. Experience life in the present. But it's three ninety nine a minute. No one else is going to experience it. You're the only person who gets to do it right now, in your particular senses and experience. Yeah. Okay. It, it, just on that little footnote of that, <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah. I had this. I remember reading about it a long time ago, and I only just rem, uh, remembered about it. And I was like, "What? What was that thing? I, I need to look this up." And it, it's exactly that. It's that whole. It's a realization that every person you meet or walk past in the street is all living their own little lives with their own in intricacies mm. of friends and family, their own dramas, their own triumphs. Yeah. And, and it's... you're experiencing your own, you know, life in that point and they're experiencing their own, which is could be, you know, so vastly different. And it was called Sonda, if anyone wants to look it up. Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember you telling me about this. I just found it's, it so fascinating. I feel like humans do the, like the opposite of this quite a lot where we like talk with the people we know and we're like, oh, you know, wow, I can't believe we met. What a chance encounter. And I don't know what my life would be like without this person and that person. But think about all the people that could have that influence on you and you're just walking past them. Yeah. 
I mean, the alternative is that you like try and engage with every single person that you meet and you just come across as a creep. <laughs> yeah, true. I was thinking about the opposite where, you know, that's an over-romanticized view of life and it's like maybe those people ah. didn't actually have an effect on you and <laughs> you're saying that because you just want them around. Yeah, maybe all these... <laughs> but yeah. that's, that's a very negative and cynical look. So I don't know if it's correct. Yeah, maybe the people around you are actually quite useless. We're we're all just useless. We're all just navigating this earth and this life. I I mean, in one way or another, humans are pretty relatively useless. Yeah. But again, in a nice way. Like, it takes the pressure off. It does, actually. I don't have an overarching use that I have to fulfill. I I can literally do anything as a person. And it's not morally good or bad. I think there's a lot of pressure placed on us especially with by us too be a by us yeah like there's a lot of internal and external stresses but there's a lot of expectations you know we're in this oh man we're gonna get real into this yeah this is, this is a good start we haven't even like wound up to it last episode we're talking about communism and capitalism and now we're on oh, like society yeah, norms this is a common theme <laughs> we're just jumping straight in we used to talk about i don't know sh- like using shopping trolleys as toolboxes <laughs> Simpler times. We did. <laughs> we did. And now we're trying to... Well, we're trying to... Trying to dismantle the system and reach enlightenment. We tackle some big topics yes. and we tackle some really small, unimportant topics sometimes. But it also but feels they, very they, cliche. They both carry the same weight because they're both as useless. And they both take the same amount of time to talk about <laughs> one episode. And they, they both take up the same amount of storage on your laptop. That's how I'm going to gauge all of my decisions is how much space is taken up on james's laptop that's fair but i mean it's the old thing you could spend a thousand words talking about one topic that could take seven words Mm. i'm definitely a seven words type of person yeah which doesn't make for a good podcaster because i'm very (laughs) Uh, i think i watch um i guess i listen to other podcasts and i watch some youtube videos and there's you know such a a trend i mean it's been around for a while but the whole clickbaity titles Mm. where Mm. it takes forever to actually get to the real substance of why you listen to that podcast or why you watch that youtube video and often it's an it's an offhand comment yeah so i let you breeze past it without realizing i appreciate that you're direct you're just straight to the point. Ah, yeah. It's it's refreshing. It's like well, clickbait wouldn't be that bad if like if it was clickbait for a like ten second video. Find out why this actor is mad about their changeover flight. Oh, it's a ten second clip. I will actually find that out. Put an ad before that. You're making millions. I I, I feel like it's it's another cliche to be like you're making millions. Also, who wants to make millions? Sounds a lot like a lot of stress, Dave. It does. I think people forget how many people die with a lot of money. Hmm. Like I, I mean, that's a that's a saying that's been around for eons. Is like, oh, you can't take it with you when you go. But I don't think people actually realize how often it happens. Yeah. How often people die with like heaps of money. Yeah, it gets to be a very confusing process when they haven't actually like written out who who it goes to. Mm. Didn't there used to be like a death tax? So if you died, you couldn't pass it on? You couldn't like, no matter how much money you made, you couldn't pass it on to your family. I don't know. That sounds, sounds interesting. Tell me more about it. Yeah, well, see, I don't know, but (laughs) I should have done my research, but we we need to take five and figure this out, but it's also like, uh, well, I don't, I, I don't know whether it was or wasn't a thing, but which do you think is better? Is it better to pass on your money to your family or... Is it better to have it all taken off you and your family has to start from scratch? Well, not from scratch, but they just don't get your money. I think life would be very interesting if you had to start fresh every time. 
Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people do. And then there's a lot of people who don't and they're quite set up. Mm. But There's I also would, a I lot would, of people who are set up and then, you know, again, risk it all. There's a lot of potentially people, lose it all. There's a lot of people who are really set up and don't realize. And I, I draw my teachings from uh, early 90s Pokemon where you can't rush an evolution. <laughs> if, you, if you push Pikachu <laughs> to Raichu too quickly, they don't learn the things that they need to as a Pikachu. Do they, I didn't play much Pokemon. Do oh they? no, this was in the series. I didn't play Pokemon either. I collected the cards. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I don't know what the energy cards do. Okay, all right. Because I did really want to get into Pokemon Go when it was big, but then like we were so swamped with uni that it just never really became a thing mm. on my radar. I, I definitely made it a thing, and my grades suffered. But <laughs> I, you know, what was cool about that is I knew people like because there's ads for it now. Even like you can still play it. They've managed to, I like I've seen the ads that are like, oh, Pokemon Go at home the exact opposite of what we said in the first place because you're in quarantine. So people are still playing it. And I remember like I knew a few people who were playing it like a year, two years after and they were like loving it. Like it's great. It's a decent game. Mm. Still a couple years later. It's funny how games stick around like that. And then some games just die off. Is Among Us still big? I've still got the app downloaded on my phone <laughs> but I, I haven't played it since it was big. Mm, mm. There's still some uh, like YouTubers that I see that are playing it. So I must have like some sort of following still. I, I was playing it for a bit and then, you know, you walk around and, and people vote and like doing the tasks and stuff like that wasn't even that fun. You might as well just mm. walk around till someone dies and then you just have a big chat about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, can we have like a, a speed run version of it where you just, yeah, talk shit at each other, call each other <laughs> sus and all that, <laughs> find out who killed who. I was, I, oh, I was having this conversation with someone who was saying that like in the same way that these video games die off and people just stop playing them, someone was saying it was like a shop that they used to go to, maybe a food place, and they were just like, "Oh, just stop being interested in that food." I was like, "It, it would it would have been like, oh, like uh, like a servo or something. I can't remember which one, but it was like, oh, just stop being interested in in that food." And I was like, "I wonder if that happens collectively, and it's some weird, like." Or like so certain foods disappear from our radar kind of yeah like oh how do i i'm trying to think of a failed fast food place as a good example what was that what was that iced tea bubble tea place i, re- I remember it because all of our friends worked there yeah yeah but i don't <laughs> i don't remember the exact uh it was a pun well maybe it was it was like tea time or something. that sounds familiar but i feel like that failed and like everyone collectively lost interest. And I want to know what that driving force is that makes people collectively lose interest. So I guess it's just trends in general. Yeah. Because I, I guess bubble tea is still alive. Definitely. I still see Definitely. other places that are like doing fairly well. Mm. Um, I've even got a friend that says, you know, let's go for bubble tea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, oh, never really got into that. <laughs> um, but, you know, but sure. I Just, you know. I'm trying to, uh, if uh, we, we're not on video at the moment, but I'm trying to block the sun <laughs> from Davy's eyes and it's not working too well. The sun just moved like quite, quite a distance in a short amount of time and now I'm blinded, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'll move over, we'll Dave. You can, you can jump on over. No, I'll just keep crouching until it's <laughs> low enough in the window that I can sit up again. We'll just have to keep talking for another hour so the sun can set. <laughs> um, I wonder, I, see, I imagine it's like a domino effect. So if one person loses interest, then that's kind of like an advertiser that's no longer out there if i go you know what i've had like 50 bubble teas that's enough Mm. forever 
That makes a lot of sense. So then I stopped saying, hey, let's go for a bowl of tea. Yeah. I guess it just, like anything, happens one by one until it's either, you know, at peak or and everyone's doing it or mm. it's, uh, you know, it's dead and no one's doing it. Yeah. It just makes me think of those memes where they're like, oh, um, you know, one day you guys went, like you and your childhood friends went to the park for the last time or something like that. Mm. And you, not like you don't even realize. The, that leads into something I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks as there's going to be a point where someone drives a petrol or diesel powered oh. car for the last time. Yes. And I don't know how many years from now, uh, you know, for them, because some companies, uh, companies, countries are bringing in the uh, electrics only from uh, 2030. Hmm. So, or, um all cars sold from 2030 onwards have to be electric powered or mainly electric powered, depending on whatever their legislation is. Yeah. And I don't know how long it's going to take until we just have nothing but electric cars and all of the petrol ones are dead or, you know, stored away and, you know, unable to be moved until they converted to electricity. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's going to be a point where someone's kid just says, man, that's so wild. You like, your cars ran on like liquid dinosaurs and liquid like creatures. So you're saying that everyone's car farted to move? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Wouldn't you just be walking around suffocating? Like, would, maybe. Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't it wake people up? <laughs> yes, yes. It did. Wouldn't some P-platers remove all restrictions <laughs> on their exhaust to make it really loud? <laughs> wouldn't people buy a cheap pod filter from Super Cheap? And you know a lot about cars, kid. How did you figure this out? These things are both us. <laughs> <laughs> but some kid, some kid will say that in the future and be like, man, that's wild that your cars actually ran on this and someone mm. unknowingly or maybe very knowingly because it might be you know broadcast to the world saying this is the very last time that a petrol powered mm. car is you know being moved and it's being moved to some museum or something where we celebrate ancient technology yeah yeah i feel i feel like it'll become a hobby it'll be like oh i'm trying to picture like I see that. You know, you know, like you can buy those like tiny combustion engines. Mm. They're like little models and you like set them up. There's even like steam ones. So yeah. you just, you don't even have to have like combustion in the same way that it's like fuel and it's just steam. And I, I don't know enough about steam engines. <laughs> that, that's fair. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those bloody nerds where I, I love engines mm. and I bought a little, it wasn't steam powered. It was a little desktop toy, mm. but it was um, heat powered. Oh, cool. So, it would use the difference between hot and cold air and use that oh. to power a flywheel, which would then spin um, through pistons moving. And that was that was awesome. But that's like, you know, that's probably technology from around... It's called a Stirling engine. And that was probably around the time of the steam engine. It just didn't get as massive because mm. it, it couldn't really move big trains and things like yeah, that. Yeah, didn't have the same power. Yeah. But, I, you know, I had a little desktop toy where it was run by a candle and mm. it would just convert the heat into motion... So, yeah, someone might in, you know, 50 oh, years' time have a little petrol-powered <laughs> desk toy uh, it's, uh, as uh, a proof of concept. That's the, like, because there's definitely some people who are not going to let go. And I understand that. Like, for some people, it's a passion. Um, there was a study but, that Australians are quite resistant to give up petrol-powered vehicles. Yeah, right. And um, so I was talking to someone about this and they were saying one of the big reasons was that there's something about the visceral nature oh, of yep. a petrol engine, that sound, that feel, that like 
you know, wop, bop, 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 bop. Like it's, yeah, yeah, it it's... sounds ridiculous to non-car people because they're just like, <laughs> why would I want this noise mm. and this smell of petrol and oil and like, you know, potentially leaking coolant? Yeah, yeah. Like there's... Why would I want any of these things just to have that bop, 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 bop? Yeah, for some, for some people, it's just uh, something that gets you around. Yeah. And I can see people that aren't very into cars very much adopting electric cars quite quickly and rapidly as they become cheaper mm. because they just become like appliances, which is how non-car people see cars. They're an appliance 100%. to get me from A to B yep. um, when I'm needed. There's no understanding of you know how the, how the components come together to, to make you move. It's just, this is a thing. It drives me around. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know about transmissions and diffs and wheel bearings. Mm. But uh, yeah, I I think it's going back to your point before of like it's going to become very uh, sort of niche hobby kind of thing. Yeah. There'll be a point where people that still do own petrol powered cars and they do want to take it out on their like, you know, bi yearly uh, venture. It won't be that you go to a service station to fill up with like 60 oh. litres of fuel. You have to like go to a specialty store and order like get like yeah out, uh, big barrels of it yeah like yeah. you know how you go to like a automotive store and they've got like all the oils and things like that mm. it'll be mm. like that you buy like five liters of oil you buy five liters of petrol oh or diesel and you'd like cart it home in yeah. your electric vehicle to then put in your hobby vehicle <laughs> so you can take it out for you know your, yeah 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 your t- 2010 vintage car cruise. <laughs> <laughs> like what a wild time that will be! Oh, I'm look. I'm actually excited for that. Like, I think electric cars are great. I've really come yeah. round to them. Like, I yes, th- you're losing the visceral, uh, the sound and the feel, but you're gaining so much in terms of environmentally responsible you automoting. Just, you can't argue with the output. Like, it's just you don't have to worry about a power band in an engine where it's at its optimal point. It's, it's just, it's, it's just go. Cause it's a battery. It's like, you need power. Here it is. I turn, <laughs> there's a button. Like, <laughs> yeah. Very much so. I think like, like people love like tuning engines to have greater power. And there's like an achievement. It's like, I've, you know, we've, as a team, we've calculated all these different things to work out how to get this engine running optimally. That's so good. But then you've got, electric cars that are coming straight out of the factory that are just blowing those numbers out of the water. Yeah. And I think eventually... I.e. Like, the Tesla um, Model S Plaid edition that just got released a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which has, for value for money, it's got more power than a um, like a, a pretty high-end Ferrari. Mm. And it's sort of like one-eighth the price or one-seventh yeah. the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, you know, once once the people who have grown up with like the passion and achievement of building cars once they sort of you know start either like passing away or like just sticking to their niche groups you know the up-and-coming car people are just going to be like like the numbers are just not worth the effort like why would i tune a petrol engine for weeks on end when i can just get an electric vehicle yeah and I think, focus on my driving or whatever. I think the modification scene will still be really big though because they're still regular cars and the fact that you can change wheel suspension. Yeah. You can change yeah. interior things, you know, make it a different like, um, like change the lighting inside and things like that. <laughs> It'll just be like Fortnite skins. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing you can modify. It doesn't actually change. The oh God. But, mm-hmm. I, I'd actually, never thought you, of it like you know, that. You know what I just realized too is that this has kind of happened 
in a weird way. I think about those old Mazda rotary um, engines. Like the RX3s yeah. and RX2s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's and 7s, an, of course. There's a niche following for them. But I think most people kind of realize that the rotary engine is probably a you know pretty impractical thing for everyday driving. I, I feel like the same thought process will happen for electric cars and petrol engines. They'll go, yeah, look, I get it. It's great. It sounds wild, but it's so impractical for daily use. You mean it has to run on oil and I've got to service it every 5,000 kilometers? Yeah. That's, it's so impractical. I was actually watching a video the other day of these two guys in RX-7s traveling from one end of the States to the other, like United States of America, I in rotaries. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, one guy had a rotary. The other guy had a normal like Honda-swapped engine. It's a normal piston-powered. Okay. And yeah, the rotary guy had to put like... he it, The first trip they did, they went to like an auto store and just bought all of the like specialty oil that he needed. Oh, yeah. And he just lumped it in his car. He's like, I'm just going to have to keep refueling this. Um, <laughs> well, but they're, in saying that, there is a new rotary coming out. Oh, okay. There I is didn't a, know this. Yeah, there's a new... Uh, I guess the successor to the Mazda RX-8 yes. that's coming out. Okay. And I'm kind of keen for that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it might not be super efficient, but I hope that they've like... You got to think about how much budget they have for research and development and the fact technology's mm. come a long way since the last rotary engine, which was what, 2008, 2009 in the RX-8? Yeah, yeah well, that's a good point. Yeah, over 10 years ago. Um, so I hope that there's some there's new improvements here. New and improved rotary, new and improved Doritos. <laughs> that, that'll be a niche thing. Like, surely the price for that will be insane because like... You, you would be appealing to petrol heads. Yeah, very much so. This is The rotary has always been like a niche field for petrol heads. It's not like something you buy as a daily driver because they've always been two doors, two mm, seats. Yeah. No yeah. room for, you know, much more than like a bag of shopping and that's it. A hundred percent. And it's quirky, right? Like, and people who appreciate how weird they are have a thing for them. Yeah, okay. So, we, we've got a photo up. It looks pretty cool. It looks like... um. I can't think, but like the old, there's like a Mercedes supercar that it kind of looks like. Well, these renderings look like. I'm sure that it'll do the uh, Toyota Supra and the renderings will be amazing and then we'll see the production vehicle and be like, no. Yeah. It looks very similar to a Maserati. Mm. It's got like Maserati Gran Turismo vibes. That reminds me. I caught up um, with some friends for breakfast the other day and we were talking about, you know, Maseratis and uh, their bosses. Maserati I didn't realise I mean I, I should have put two and two together but the cost to maintain a Maserati per year is 20 grand what? For, well for this particular model what? so like obviously you've got to take it to Maserati you can't just go to your local bloody I will take it to Bob down the road <laughs> and he will yeah. save me $17,000 it'll yeah. be three grand he'll do a cashy if I bring the oil for him actually what is the servicing on an electric vehicle? I don't know. I'm going to have to Google this. Because, you know, people complain, oh, you know, we can't have electric vehicles in Australia because it's so, like, you can't go anywhere to refuel. I think that conversation is going gonna, is gonna to start, go, you know, flipping upside down and people will be like, you can't have a petrol engine because it just, you have to service it so often. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there would be the standard servicing of an electric car, so rotating tires, mm, um, just mm. general like check over of every every system, making sure it's properly. But I don't actually know too much more. Um, if we go from the Tesla Model S, uh, it's apparently two grand over three years. That's really good. Okay, for well, 
like a pretty like they're like eighty thousand dollars new. Hmm, seems pretty reasonable. Eighty thousand. You've looked into this. I haven't. I have. Yeah, I've. I used to work with a a good friend of mine who's always been like hell bent on Teslas, <laughs> and he's recently left uh, our work for another, uh, I guess, a bit better paying job, and he's just he's eyeing for that Tesla. Hmm. I I want him to succeed so bad because I can live vicariously through him. I'm I'm. I'm doing a bit of a 180 on cars. I'm start like I've learned enough that they annoy me because <laughs> I'm I just know how 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 much you've got to baby them and uh, a friend of ours calls it mechanical sympathy. Once you learn about how things work, you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to abuse that because I know what it's like to fix it and how much it costs and the wastage and blah blah blah. I'm really kind of hoping that the next revolution is away from cars. That's fair. I think, and, and that's like that's something. If I said that five years ago to myself, I would have been like, "No, nah, you're joking." It's there's what a, a joker. It's it's a culture. It's a passion. But I don't know. I feel like I feel the opposite way. I feel that um, <laughs> the more that I learn, the better I feel because I'm like, "Oh no, I know how to fix that." Oh, okay. Previously, it's okay. just like this scary, you know, expensive time. Yeah, there's some gremlins under the hood. I don't know what they are. Yeah, what? like I bought a 25-year-old BMW <laughs> and the water pump blew up and I'm thinking, oh no, here's, you know, $2,000, $3,000. And then, like, I learned so much through YouTube and some good friends and it ended up being like $470 and we all, like... And we all learned along the way. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, uh, that, okay, that's that's a good news story. I just feel less stressed. Like, if the water pump goes again, it's not a great time. <laughs> but at least, like, I kind of know how it all fits together. I'm like, if, I, if we've, like, done it before, we can do it again. This is something that is getting harder and harder to do, which is DIY on cars. Yeah. Which, for the most part, I would say is probably safer for everyone. But it's also, like, taking away people's opportunity to learn Mm. like you said you can learn a lot about cars about like like if you at a stretch like mechanics and physics just learn all these other things and now you're just like no you got to go service at tesla yeah i'm sure there will be like we're 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 curious as humans we're always going to push and learn and i'm sure there will still be a point that you um you know you push through you learn everything Mm. about it you modify things you change things yeah, you don't have to take it to the Tesla. Well, I suppose when when like cars changed from carburetors to fuel injection, people probably said the same thing. Oh, I won't be able to DIY it. Yeah, and eventually people work it out, and and it just becomes uh, not so much muck with the you know fuel injection system. You just replace that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just becomes a bigger instead of replacing tiny little bits in the carb. You're then replacing the whole, you know, injectors. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not learning how to rebuild a carburetor. You're just like, oh, stuff it. I've got a new system. Yeah, as things get more and more electronic based, rather than like mechanical, they just become more disposable and interchangeable. You don't fix it. You just chuck it and buy a new one. That conversation definitely left the limelight. I remember like a couple of years ago, there was a, a GoFundMe for a phone. That it's it's sales like selling point was that you could replace bits on the phone. Oh, Do you yes. remember this yeah. thing? It was like a little Lego thing. And that was such a cool on. idea. Yeah. What happened to that? I feel well. I'm not going to be a conspiracy theorist here, but I feel like Apple might have had something to do with a maybe bit, a bit of hush hush money, maybe. Or it goes, um, you know, as all those startup companies on like those fund me pages. 
they just like never actually get to fruition <laughs> because yeah. they realize that it's so much more um, effort and cost than they originally planned for. And then yeah. things just fall apart. But that plan- that phone was great. It was like modular. So it's got mm. a certain amount of space on the back and then you just click in like little kind of, they look like badges. Yeah. yeah or yeah. depending on their size, they could be like the size of a SIM card or like a little badge. Mm. Um, and you could upgrade them as needed or replace them when they were damaged. Yeah. Or they stopped working properly or something. But you only had a limited amount of space. So like if you think of like a Lego block that's upside down and it's got like six little inputs, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can only put six things in. And if you want like a bigger memory, you can get rid of the camera and you yeah, can put in a double memory. Right. Yep. Yeah, that would have been, yeah, you would have had to carry a bag for all your extra accessories and whatever. Oh, I never thought of that. I just thought like, I mean, <laughs> I'm such a, I, if I buy a phone or something, I just like, I don't change it. I just, just keep it as yeah. it is. I just suffer. If I need a camera that's better, I'm just like, nah, this is what we got. It's what we deal with. <laughs> that used to annoy me as a kid. Like I'd, I'd always like, you know, personalize things and have the new ringtone. And then you'd hear someone with the marimba iPhone ringtone. And you're just like, ha, what a noob. You don't even know how to personalize your thing. I still remember having uh, that Motorola Coke phone. Oh, how good. Where you had to collect a certain amount of Coke bottle labels yeah. and then pay $50. Which? In like 2004, I think it was, or 2005. And I, everyone was talking about like their, you know, they could, on their Nokias, ooh la la, <laughs> uh, on their Nokia 3310. And they were programming at school their own ringtones and they're mm. like beep boop 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 and they're looking up online Pro- programming is definitely romanticizing <laughs> what they're doing yeah programming is the you know uh, i guess and they're over- press, pressing buttons yeah but i mean all programming is that you know in a, in a way um I, I know it's it's not but that's the no, that's basically it that's the fundamental i'm sure i could do it i'm not going to try though but I, <laughs> I remember people programming in like their own ringtones and i was just there like Oh, my phone can't do that. <laughs> and I was like, well, all right, this, this is what There's I got. There's always some kind of social comparison. Like, yeah. like, no one would make that with iPhones now. Like, that's, that's not even, like, I don't know. What, what is the latest thing that you flex on with an iPhone? I don't know. Do people it has still, to be the camera. Do people still have those, like, you pay the monthly subscription and you get, like, Crazy Frog as a ringtone and a wallpaper? Yeah, I wonder what happened to those businesses. Because they were just, they were printing money. Like, it doesn't, you don't have to pay extra to make another Crazy Frog ringtone. You just send it to them. Yeah. And they're like, $4. and you charge them like $6 a month. It was so ridiculous. And then if people don't reply, stop, it just keeps charging them. Oh, God. What was that? Um. Ask Bongo. Or am oh. I confusing two? I feel like I've confused two no, there. No, it I was think... Ask Something. And then yeah. there was a Bongo one. I remember when we went to, it was around our schoolies time. And they mm. were giving out merchandise. It was Ask Bongo. Ask Bongo. Is Ask Bongo legit? How do I stop Ask Bongo texting me? <laughs> <laughs> See? Other... This, do you want to describe... That is, that is the second result. How do I stop Bongo from texting me? Does that mean... What year? Like, Are people in 2021 still getting texts from Ask Bongo? It's in the frequently asked questions for Ask Bongo. So <laughs> apparently it's quite a commonly asked thing. Do you want to describe what Bongo is? Uh, from my understanding, you would send a name to this number and they would tell you like all these weird details. So like, I think it was like the school you go to and your age and your birthday or whatever. 
Is that what it was? Yeah, it was something along those lines, hey. It and it would give you like some sort of secret and everyone was like, oh man, that's actually... Shit, that's kind of true. Oh, I see. I didn't It'd know. It'd be like, you know, Davey has a crush on this person and he hasn't <laughs> told, you know, another oh, person. Because they'd be looking at like your top friend's data or whatever. I love that. Like, how did we go from... Oh, let's text a random and find out my personal details to I don't want the government watching me. <laughs> There's a real 180 on the uh, privacy. But were the same people that were doing Ask Bongo, are, are they also the same people that are very big on privacy now? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Because, like, you look at how much... Um, I still haven't watched that movie, The Social Dilemma, yet. Because um, <laughs> I kind of don't want to know. I know that every company has, you know... All of my details and whatnot. I, but what's like I've watched that and I remember thinking like I kind of know a lot of these things. Like everything's targeted to me to keep me on the app. I yeah. thought that was pretty common knowledge. Yeah. But then chatting to some people who watched it, they were like, "Oh, it all makes sense now." And I'm like, "Oh, is that the big reveal? I thought there was more than that." Oh, they use like what annoyed me is like they talk about like the algorithm and they yeah. just say, "Oh, the algorithm this," and like make it out to be a villain, but they don't really explain it. To the like, in in a full, I don't know. I hate that. I want to know how it works. Yeah, they, I want to know more about this. They personalize it. They um. Oh God, there's a word for it. It's like where you humanize something that's not human. Personalization. Oh, I can't remember. There's a fancy word. I've got to Google it. Personification. No, no, no. It's like its own weird word. Oh. I really, I use it to flex on people. <laughs> Obviously not now. I can't <laughs> think of a word. The one but, time it matters. <laughs> um. Yeah, they basically like made the algorithm out to be a villain. And I'm like, it's, it's kind of just code. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. But anyway, yeah, it's like, yeah, we keep you on the app. And if you interact with stuff that makes you miserable and it keeps you on the app, we'll keep feeding you that and we'll keep selling you stuff. And people are like, wow, I didn't know that. And I was like, I just like, that was one of the things that annoyed me about Facebook is I, I'd, I'd still enjoy it. And I'd know full well that it was like coaxing me in. Yeah, any I guess any strong emotion that doesn't make you pull the app away, like it brings it closer, is going to work. Whether it's a mm. positive emotion or a negative emotion, mm. if it just keeps you engaged, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, which way. I do. Um, I notice it a lot on, uh, I guess, my own personal uh, social medias, and you know how there's, like, Instagram has an explore page. Mm. Um, Facebook's got a sort of like what's happening around you and yeah. um, your friends like this so you must like this yeah. and um, I'm sure you know Reddit and Tumblr and whatever what other Snapchat would definitely do it mm. they just have like a, a central page or like a, an ability to recommend you more things that's outside mm. of your original scope of friends or followers yep. and that can definitely like I've got I've got two accounts um, across my social media. One's like my own personal stuff. And then two is just like a car page that I've been running for a few years. Mm. And it's always interesting to see what is being recommended to me based on those two different sort of... Oh, yeah. Because on the car page, I only ever like other people's cars. So it only ever gives me automotive stuff. And it's very... Specific, specific like Japanese vehicles only Mm. or modification only sort of stuff. And then on my own personal one, it's just it's trying it's trying its bloody best to figure out who I am, <laughs> and sometimes it's just cooked. I always say the same. Like, uh, I get so frustrated with Instagram because I know exactly what I'm going to see when I open the app, and I don't know why I keep checking it because I know it's going to be a drag queen, 
a four-wheel drive and a meme yeah every time <laughs> like why do i need to keep checking i know exactly what it's going to be but have you ever bought so i recently bought a new tablet and i like i think i went to youtube to look something up but i hadn't signed in so it doesn't know any of my history or details and it just recommends you what it would recommend the like average person yeah and there is some garbage yeah. in those recommendations a lot of clickbait mm. and like i'll go on youtube from a different computer mm. and you know you're not logged in it's not connected in any way and yeah it's just absolute trash here's the top 10 trending things and you're just like this is not for me at oh, all oh wow i i always say um i think one of the best ways to work out your compatibility with someone on a date is to trade <laughs> trade phones and look at each other's tiktoks yeah because i think the t- like i don't know what it is but tiktok seems to be very specific with what it recommends you it seems really good at it it's funny that you bring this up because i was also gonna bring this up <laughs> because you get the very general videos that like i'll share with you or um uh like i'll show my girlfriend and you know they're quite enjoyable they're like light-hearted or funny mm. or just like absurd in terms of like you know obscure humor yeah 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 but then there's a lot of other videos that it recommends me and for some reason i think it knows like that i'm interested in psychology and mental health yeah because it will recommend me people who are clearly um like i got recommended a guy that was um essentially on a three-day methamphetamine bender <laughs> And he was he was showing signs of drug induced psychosis, oh. and I was just like, oh my god! And of course, you know, it's I wanted trying to connect you to help him. Or uh, we could go that far, but I, I I wouldn't take it that. But when I get recommended him, I'm then going through all his videos because I'm like, is this guy okay? Like, you know. And then I'm yeah. going through every single of his videos, oh. which then TikTok says, oh, he must have liked this he account. Liked, I'll liked- recommend more people that are you know going on a three day bender or they're going through a mental health breakdown <laughs> and now i just keep getting it i'm like oh my god i'm seeing all oh, these people no. that are really struggling right now why is tiktok recommending me this oh wait here's why because, because i'm giving tiktok exactly the information to do that yeah i'm going through these people's oh. pages to see if they're okay and if they're really bad then having like my own breakdown if like <laughs> should i contact authorities how do i get in touch with this person without like scaring oh, them saying no. hey i'm worried for you I think, but I think, it then keeps me on the app, <laughs> right? Like you leave the app open. Yeah, I, I think this should be an exercise that you do every now and then, where you purposefully try and manipulate the content that's directed at you. So just go like searching for, um, I don't know, cake mixes, and just spend all day searching for that, and then see how quickly your recommendations change, because that's a nice little insight into how 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 quickly you get recommended stuff I just, and it can give you a bit of insight as to why you're receiving all this information i didn't mean to cut you off then Dan, no, but, no 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 um i just picture this like uh you know control room at like whatever social media company <laughs> and there's just this like red light going off and it's, it's like burp burp <laughs> It's we, just Beatrice at the computer going, why is he all of a sudden searching cake mixes? Yeah, and then they're just like on the phone to all the advertisers like, he's not interested in any four-wheel drive things anymore. Cake mixes, cake mixes, invest, invest. Buy, buy, buy. <laughs> Sell four-wheel drive gear, buy cake mixes. <laughs> oh, lordy. It's, um, it reminds me of one of my old housemates, um, Tom. He bloody, 
He had this great theory and I still think of it even though it's like four, five years on since that time. So if you're listening, Tom, thank you for this. It's been in my head every <laughs> single day since and I respect you a lot for it. But we always had this running joke that, um, you know, because we've, we've got Siri, we've got um, Alexa, we've got Hey Google. Mm. You know, I've got... Oh, my phone just vibrated. Oh. Hey, you heard me. I see you listening over there. Um, we've got all these assistants on pretty much devices that we carry around all day every day it's still trying to have a conversation yes go away google um but they like they're they're always listening it's not just for when you say hey google yeah yeah did it again it turned on like you see how quickly it reacts yeah so it's obviously checking everything you're saying yeah for that one hey google so tom would always have this thing was like um, you know, let's test it out and we'll just randomly start talking about like air fresheners. Like, oh man, oh. I could really go for an air freshener right now. <laughs> oh, if if someone could get me like a lemon scented air freshener that I could just have in the car, that would be amazing. I would purchase 10 right away. <laughs> I still haven't been recommended air fresheners. Oh, <laughs> see, I was like, I thought that was going to be, oh, look, I'll, I'll keep an eye. Like, so my phone's here too. I think we're going to get recommended some air fresheners because I'd really like some air fresheners. <laughs> Oh, see it, it lit up. <laughs> it it's did. Like, okay, but you didn't. Um, you didn't say hello to it. No, I did move it. So oh, maybe you that's did. Got something to do with it. Um, it's um, it's a bit of a connection of a connection, but one of uh, a friend of a friend. Um, <laughs> is this I, the dead dog story again? <laughs> no, no, that was great though. Oh. If you hadn't listened to our dead dog story, um, don't don't because it's just it's a lie. It's, it's disappointing. <laughs> it's a lie. Don't, there's no clickbait here. Don't listen to it. But I was bloody invested. Oh, I was so invested. I was yeah. waiting to hear back. Yeah. Um, anyway. But no, a friend of a friend uh, has actually moved overseas and they've gone to, uh, I won't, you know, give too many details, but they're in Europe, right? They're living mm. over in Europe right now. But their job is to listen to um, a major manufacturer's, you know, assistant from Australia. So Australian audio is being sent over to this country in Europe and then this real person listens to them to check if their Hey Google or Hey Alexa or Hey Siri was accurate. Oh, I have wondered this. Yeah. yeah. So if you say Hey Siri or Hey Alexa or whatever and then um, you say, oh, you know... uh, can you look up whatever this recipe for me or whatever it may be? Yeah. There's then a real person that's funny enough in another country oh my God, that listening to that. Got it. Yeah. Checks how accurate was. That makes me so happy because I abuse Google <laughs> when I get a crap recommendation. <laughs> like, hey Google, can you play this album? And then like, just play something completely wrong. I go, or not. You can just screw me over. Why not? Well, then, I hope someone gets a laugh. Out yeah, of same. But there was, I was listening to another podcast. I can't remember which one it was. So I, I'm sorry that I can't shout it out. It might have been Every Little Thing where they just answer, you know, oh. questions that the audience has. Oh, yeah. And um, if it wasn't Every Little Thing, I'm sorry because <laughs> someone else is, you know, not getting the credit. But I'm fairly sure it was them. But they, were, they actually got someone who listens to the audio on the show and they were saying... Um, Oh, it was that show. So someone <laughs> someone called up and they said, hey, is it weird that I'm nice to my phone assistant? Oh. And they actually got someone that listens to the, the you know, the, the data, the audio. And they say, no, like so many people are like really nice. And then yeah. so many people are just like 
rude and well, like telling it, you know, to go f itself. I, I am each end of the spectrum. Like I love <laughs> thanking Google as well because I feel like I I'm so neutral. I, I'm so bipartisan. I'm like, all right, <laughs> no, because like you think if you're say working at home a lot and you're by yourself and you're going, hey, hey Google, play this album. Hey Google, um, turn the lights off. I think eventually you're gonna your body's gonna get into a habit of just asking for things without saying please or thank you. So like imagine if you're just, you know, interacting with people and you just lose all your manners because you're so used to just asking a robot that you don't have to be polite to. So I think it's good. Like I thank Google. I th- I get a bit cheeky with Google too. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please, like, please give oh, me an example. Another, another top job, Google. Thanks for the recommendation. And so, someone's listening, thinking that I'm like, thinking Google's a real person. Anyway, I love it. But yeah, I love it so much. We, uh, I need to go cook dinner, so we should probably end this yeah. up here. Um, you've been listening to another episode of Static with James and Dave. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming along for Until the next ride. Time. It was a long one. Thank you. It was. Um, we're, we're going to try and, you know, get these out semi-regularly, but, you know, I'm also in the middle of moving house and, you know, we've just finished uni. It's been a busy bloody time. We should start chopping them up, I think. Maybe. That's, we'll that sounds like a lot of That's, editing this is a, effort. This is a footnote. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll go on the editing. If you want to. I'm just, I'm just very lazy. Hey, Google, remind me to edit later. It didn't oh, do anything. Google, <laughs> <laughs> when we're taking the piss, it does everything and responds in a, in a second, in a millisecond. And then when we actually want it, it does nothing. You listen to Static. This is James and Dave. For your, I guess, oh, it's not for your Tuesdays, but it is a, it is a Monday. So for your Mondays. <laughs> Bye.